0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
1: Today on More to Life, carrying your cross. Are challenges wearing you down? We want to help you rise up again? Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it.
2: More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant.
1: Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior.
2: Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the Body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety.
1: Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen.
3: The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to Life.
1: Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about carrying our cross. What does that mean? and, And how does that relate to our dealing with those persistent problems in our life or relationships? You know, whether they're big or small challenges, they can wear us out when they're not easily resolved. And if you're feeling worn down, frustrated, stuck in a cycle where you... Just try to let the thing go only to have your frustration bubble up again and again Mm -hmm. because the problem just doesn't go away and it doesn't get any easier. We want to help you discover the path to the resurrection after the cross. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And again, whether those persistent problems in your life or relationships are big or small, They can be exhausting, so let's talk about how to face them gracefully, deal with them effectively, and discover the solutions you are seeking, 877-573-7825.
2: I think it's very important to talk about the fact that crosses can come in big and small ways, because often when when a cross comes in a big way, we have at least... A moment where some people will rally around us and just the fact that they're acknowledging that something large has occurred in our lives helps us to cope because we're validated and at least recognizing hey this is a cross I'm not crazy but the small things and especially the small things that continue for a while most people don't rally around us and some people say well I can handle those things and you know we're, we can talk about any small thing let's make it really seem superficial you know the load of laundry that just never seems to go away and is wearing you down the state of your home where if like, I have to make one more dinner or clean this place one more time and then other people are like well here just use this system it's fine and you're thinking, "Oh well, this isn't a cross, this is a failing in me, and I shouldn't feel badly about this and people don't rally around you to say, "Hey, let's really work with what's going to work for you, and how can we help you with this?" Little things like having a very different personality than your child, and you're doing your best as a parent, and the child's just not responding, or that same argument that comes up over and over again with your spouse about. How you spend money or how you raise the kids or how you speak in your home or what devices or or media is allowed in your home. All those things that you think this is just part and parcel of life. I'm just stuck with this. No, these are all small challenging crosses that can, when transformed by the grace of God and some different skills, turn into resurrections in your life. Moments of healing where you become more of the person that you were created to be by god so whether you're handling the big stuff the small stuff stuff that's chronic stuff that's in between all of that let us help you find those new skills and new graces today on more to life give us a call at 877-573-7825 that's 877-573-7825
1: Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. The show today is titled Carrying Your Cross. We're talking about those challenges that can wear us down, whether they're big or small challenges, whether they're challenges that last for a short time or a long time. We're here for you. I, I do want to just briefly, before we do our uh, Theology of the Body Reflection, kind of distinguish between this idea of surrendering to God's will versus resignation. Because I think it's a distinction that a lot of Christians don't get.
2: And one, you know, as we talk about it, most Catholic Christians go, well, that's virtuous and that's holy. That's the surrendering of God's will. Resignation seems to just say, well, I'm not employing any virtues. I'm just letting it ride over me. So what are the differences? What's good? What's bad? Let's talk through that.
1: Yeah. So resignation is when we look at a problem or challenge that we're going through, whether it's a short term or longer term Um, And we kind of adopt the attitude of, you know, this this thing that I'm going through means nothing. And more importantly, I can do nothing Hmm. except suck it up and get through that. That is not carrying our cross. That's simply resigning ourselves to a fallen world. Surrendering to God's will or carrying the cross, if you will, means recognizing that God wants to use this situation to show me how to respond to it in a way that will glorify him, that will help me be my best self, that will invite the people around me to be their best selves, to to respond to this cross in a way that points to a resurrection. Whether I I can find an ultimate solution or not, the way I'm carrying the cross points to a, a resurrection because it enables me, it enables God to help me become more of the person he created me to be and invite those around me in the, to, to be the, to grow in the same way, resignation is just I waking up, same stuff, different day. There's nothing graceful about that. So we're talking about what it really means to carry our cross in a graceful way. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of Saint John Paul's theology of the body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, when he was pope. St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of five years that looked at creation, salvation history, the Gospels uh, through a lens that allowed us to see God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships.
2: The theology of the body reminds us that although the world is fallen, God is working through us to rebuild his kingdom. Carrying our cross doesn't mean learning to just put up with problems and frustrations in this broken world, but rather to face them with strength, virtue, and through God's grace to overcome them. Pope St. John Paul reminded us that focusing on what God created us and the world to be is more important than focusing on what we and the world are today. We tend to get frustrated when we have to deal with persistent problems, challenges, and stressors. We all do. Of course, it's understandable, because those things are difficult. But when we look through the lens of the theology of the body, we can see that God is always giving us the grace we need to bounce back in the face of trials and respond in ways that help us to cooperate with his grace and make a positive difference. As Christians... We're called to do whatever we can to show the world that God's power is always working in us, even in the middle of persistent problems, and that he is giving us the ability to make whatever challenge we're facing better, even in just small ways. You
1: know, and, and, you know, it's true that some days that work is going to seem harder than others, but there are a few things we can draw from the theology of the body to be able to persevere even when we start to doubt ourselves or feel worn down by the challenges we're facing. First, we need to keep our eyes not on what's in front of us, but on how God wants to work through us to make the situation into what he wants it to be. Second, we need to remember that it isn't all up to us. We need to keep keep bringing the situation to God, not just once but again and again until it's resolved in some way, and ask him to help us discern the next small step every day. Third, we need to lean into virtue, the the spiritual strengths God wants to give us. We need to prayerfully ask, you know, Lord, what are those virtues or strengths that would help me overcome this challenge, and and what would it look like to practice them? Fourth, uh, we need to look at failure not as a closed door, but as feedback that we bring back to prayer and then leads us back through these steps until we find the solution, or at least the next step. If we can work that process, we can fulfill the promise that St. Paul makes in Romans 8.28, that to those who love God, all things work for the good. Well, that's what we're talking about today on More to Life. So join the conversation. We're talking about carrying your cross. Are you dealing with a persistent problem, big or small, in your life or relationship that's wearing you down. You know, those challenges that aren't easily resolved can really be exhausting. And if you're feeling worn down, frustrated, stuck in a cycle where you try to, you know, do something about it or then just let it go, uh, but only to have your frustration bubble up again, so then you run into it again, (laughs) and you're wearing yourself out, we want to help you discover the path to the resurrection that comes after the cross. That's 877-877. 573 7825
2: whether that's bringing itself up as frustration, anger, sadness, anxiety, depression, just a feeling of wanting to run away from it all. If you are having those feelings of not feeling right in God's grace, let's help you go from the cross to the resurrection in your life.
1: Today. Or if someone you love is dealing with something like this and you're not sure how to support them, we're here for that too. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. because we all need a Simon of Cyrene sometimes wow. in our lives
2: we need to talk about that yeah
1: so let's take those concerns to the Lord and then we'll start taking your calls in the name of the Father, Father and, and, and the Son and the Holy,
2: Holy Spirit. Spirit
1: amen Lord Jesus Christ we bring to you today all of those persistent problems that we face in our life our relationships big or small they can be exhausting and the source of a lot of doubt and and, and pain and frustration And we often try on our own to manage those things, and then we end up feeling even more frustrated when our plans don't work out. And we try to give it up and let it go, but then it lands back in our lap and makes us feel even more frustrated. We give you that whole cycle, Lord, and we ask you now to teach us how to respond to those challenges in ways that will really glorify you, that will help us be our best selves, and invite those others involved to be their best selves as well teach us how to carry our cross, not in ways that just allow us to settle, but in ways that help us walk step by step toward the resurrection that comes after the cross. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of and the Father, Father, and the, the Son, Son and,
2: and the Holy, Holy Spirit.
1: Spirit. Amen. And Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, again, the show is titled Carrying Your Cross. What we're talking about are those challenges that are kind of persistent, whether they're big or small. You know, they they wear us down and make us feel frustrated, especially when the things we do to try to make improvements just aren't working. What do you do then? 877-573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio.
1: Hi, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you?
2: Good
3: morning. Good morning. Well, my uh, question is, um, my husband and I are both um, 70 years old. Um, mm-hmm. Because of uh, some physical uh, issues and medical issues, um, we no longer can become intimate. And, and uh, my husband especially feels bad about this. I feel kind of guilty about it, although I I don't necessarily miss the act, but I I miss the closeness. And so I, well, how can we still kind of fulfill our Christian marriage vows to each other uh, and maintain some intimacy yet? Um, in spite of the
1: issues that yeah. we're facing, well, thank you, Mary. It's a great question, and I'm really grateful that 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 you called in with this. You know, because I think a lot of people, um, you know, say, "Well, you know, this just happens, and I guess I just have to deal with it." And that's that's not really the case at all. You know, we're we're called to constantly, you know, look, ask God to help us grow in our intimacy and grow in our closeness, uh, even in the face of the challenges that we're encountering. So, I want to thank you for for your open heart on that on that front. Um, so I want to, I want to talk about intimacy in two different ways. First, I want to, I want to broaden this out, right? So I know you're talking about physical intimacy and I promise to get to that in a minute, but I, you know, the physical intimacy really flows from the emotional and spiritual intimacy that a couple has. And, and, um, the, the more comfortable a couple is being vulnerable to each other in healthy ways, in those spiritual and emotional and relational ways, uh, the, the more you're able to share that kind of intimacy physically as well. So I want you to look at that first, right? I really want you to look at, you know, how are you praying together? You know, are, are you really opening your hearts to God and to each other every day? And in particular with this, you know, are you praying about this together? You know, Lord, we, we, we want to be as close as possible, but we have these physical challenges and yet we still feel this longing for each other, this desire to be physically and emotionally and spiritually close. Show us how to respond to these challenges in ways that really do glorify you, that help us be our best selves, that help us be there for each other, right? In ways that are loving, in ways that are supportive, in ways that draw us closer to you and each other, right? So you're praying that every day and you're using that prayer as a conversation, a springboard, excuse me, to to, to, to the other conversations that challenge you to go a little bit deeper emotionally and spiritually and relationally.
2: And if you've never prayed together and had that kind of spiritual intimacy before, now is the invitation to start. And it's okay to say to your husband, you're frustrated, I'm frustrated, we miss each other in so many ways, we can't fix this alone. And then don't ask him to pray with you, just begin to pray with him right there, the way Greg is talking about. And uh- sometimes that is best done when you're both just laying in bed next to each other in the, at night or in the morning and nobody else is around, nobody else can can interfere with it and you can just be close to one another spiritually in that moment it opens up the door of the holy spirit in so many ways to be able to do that in a quiet safe space
1: um some friends of ours who uh do a catholic marriage ministry living in love uh, ron and kathy fair a terrific couple um and, and they're actually about your age as well um a little old, a little thing. yeah um and and they they and when they do their marriage seminars, they actually recommend a practice that I, is just tremendously beautiful they, they call it kind of nightly skin to skin time, right, and the, and the goal here is not having physical into sexual intimacy it's 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 just to be physically close with each other, and you're holding each other and you're talking and you're praying together, very much like the way we were just giving the example of how to pray together, and you're just being close right and 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 bringing your relationship to the lord and letting whatever happens happen um whatever you're capable of doing you know the the, the point is you you because you know when when you're running into physical problems like this the 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 the, the temptation is to just avoid the whole thing because it's all so frustrating right but but the 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 call here you know if we're talking about carrying our cross is is to keep bringing those frustrations to the lord and say you know despite the fact that we have these physical challenges despite the fact that there are real obstacles here we want to be close to each other we long to, to be intimate with each other as, as much as we possibly can be. Lord, show us how to do that. And so instead of avoiding the frustration, you bring that frustration to God and you consecrate it and you cooperate with the grace that you receive from that process to enter more deeply into that vulnerable, loving, intimate relationship that, 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 that God will lead you to. So I, I encourage you to take that step by step. We actually talk about this more in our book, Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love. Um, and and you, you might think, well, you know, how, I've had people say, you know, book on praying with your spouse. What's that, like two pages? No, it's, it's actually it actually talks about how to bring Christ into the center of everything we do as a couple from uh, problem solving to uh, communication to physical intimacy to all of it. How do we bring God into the middle of that so that we can actually have the marriage that God wants us to have regardless of the circumstances we find ourselves in. So I, I think as, as a follow-up to the call and the suggestions that we're making on the air, I'd really encourage you to, to dive deeper into praying for and with your spouse the way to deeper love. If you'd like, you can also check out our book, Holy Sex, because it, it doesn't just talk about sexual intimacy. It talks about intimacy in general and, and how cultivating our relationship on that emotional, spiritual, relational way uh, can, can lead to deeper intimacy and vulnerability and enable you to cooperate with that marital grace to to pursue the relationship that you're talking about wanting. Mary, so I I hope these suggestions will get you down the road. If there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here or through catholiccounselors.com, where you can find both of those books, by the way. And again, once again, those titles, uh, Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love, Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love, and... check them out at catholiccounselors.com with that we've got to go to break when we come back we're continuing to take your calls about carrying your cross you know we all have persistent problems in our life or relationships some of them are big some of them are small um, but the reality is that challenges that aren't easily resolved wear us out and if you're feeling worn down frustrated stuck in a cycle where you you know try to let it go But then the frustration builds up, so you try to do something, but then that doesn't work, so you try to let it go. So then you try to do something, and it just, over and over and over again. Well, we are here to help. Let us help you discover the path to the resurrection after that cross. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue right after the break.
0: The most original and exclusive Catholic
1: content is on EWTN Radio.
0: I don't like looking back. I prefer to look forward and keep moving forward. There's plenty to cover. I do a lot of research and try to dig out the bits and pieces of a life or of an agenda that people don't want to talk about.
3: The World Over with Raymond Arroyo. Tonight, 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio and Television.
0: Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Gerindy here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton. Some of our children, tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org.
2: Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Carrying Your Cross. You know, we've all got challenges, those persistent problems that aren't easily resolved in our life or relationships, whether they're big or small. We want to help you discover the path to the resurrection after that cross. Give us a call at 877 573 Seven
2: Let's talk now with Jill, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Rhode Island on
1: Sirius XM 130. Hi, Jill. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question?
4: Yeah, um, a couple things. So first of all, um, thank you for taking my call. I have a son who's 18. He's about to go off to college. He actually got into a really nice program, a doctorate program for physical therapy, so it's kind of exciting. But he... um, he's really kind of out there right now in terms of, um, how he's acting. Um, you know, he's partying every night, he's doing this, he's that. And he was supposed to get some things done for school and preparation for school. Didn't really get those done. And now he doesn't have the roommate he wanted to have and whatever. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, how is he going to do at school the way he is now he's got a girlfriend. And so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just getting concerned about how this is going to pan out. And, and, and when he's
1: leaving in like two weeks, what a...
4: he's leaving in two weeks, literally. Yeah.
1: Okay. And, um, just, and, and one, how, just one. Of how have things, you been trying to respond to all this? Is you know in in the meantime?
4: I've been saying, you know, I've been just telling him, hey, you know, if if you're gonna, if this is how you're going to be, I just want you to know that. You're, th- things aren't going to work out when you get to school, and you're you're going to end up failing out. And you so you're kind of lecturing,
1: yeah. No, I get it. I you know, so so. I, and I apologize. We only have about three minutes before the break, so I want to make sure I say something substantive here before you before mm-hmm. I have to let you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the thing is that, that, I mean, I appreciate where you're coming from. And you're absolutely right, of course. Uh, unfortunately, saying things don't really work. They, you know, um, you might say, well, he's 18 years old and he's going to leave here any second. Um, I, he should be able to do X, Y, or Z if I just prompt him to do it. Unfortunately, what we really need to do is look at what the kid is actually, how the kid is actually performing for us to know what they're actually capable of. And if they're not doing the thing just because we prompted them to do it, then we need to create a structure. That, that, that requires him to do it. So if there are certain, so what I would suggest to you, even, even though it's a couple of weeks here, uh, I would ask yourself, you know, what, what are the things that I would need to see from him to know that he was a responsible young man? What kind of things would I need to see him doing around the house? What things do I need to see him doing a, in preparation for school? What kind of schedule do I need to see him keeping? And I would sit down with him and walk through that and, and insist that this is what 's going to happen it 's not you, not telling him, not asking him creating the structure where look i i 'm going to expect you to do x, y, and z, and here are the consequences a, b, and c if they don't happen i 'm not going to let you have the car i'm not going you know, you know i 'm not going to let you have your phone I mean when these things are done, then you could because the point is you you, you haven 't created a lot of parents do this we we tell kids but we don't create a structure that enables them to succeed. And we don't provide the uh, the uh, the supervision, really, if you want to, to, to kind of make sure that, when I say supervision, I mean hovering. I mean the supervision that actually Uh, makes that structure work.
2: And you need to be there to really help him emotionally through this. All of his friends are scared. They're all going away. They're all losing each other. They have to become brand new people so they're together all night long. He and the girl are together all night long. You need to be there to listen to what he's going through to help him come up with plans on how to handle all the fears that he's having. You need some time with him so take him out to dinner or go out for some pie and get some discussions that aren't about Lecturing him,
1: yeah, and, 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 and again, he's, he's, whatever time you got left, the only, and even in the breaks between school, if he manages to make it through, um, having that structure in place that says, okay, this is what I'm going to need to see from him to know that he is being a responsible young man, and I'm going to enforce that. I'm going to make it happen. I come heck or high water. Okay, Jill, thanks so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm going to encourage you to pick up a copy of um, Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace, He's going to talk a lot about how to have that successful structure with teens and young adults to help them succeed. God bless.
2: Father Benedict Groeschel.
1: I don't think people should have negative fears of God. But I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the president of some country or something. You might get a lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence, and in proportion as we believe that He is present, we shall have them, and not to have them, is not to realize, not to
0: believe, that God is present to us. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. What can we learn from a 102-year-old doctor? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. It turns out we can learn a lot. Dr. Gladys McGarry is 102. While her tips for a long, healthy, and happy life are not all faith-based, they are worth considering. The good doctor suggests we get nine hours of sleep a night. We spend time with loved ones and build community. This is what parish life can help us achieve, right? She wants us to find and keep finding purpose in life, even after age 100. She says we need to walk, to move more each day. Even at 102, her goal is 3,800 steps a day. She suggests we avoid smoking and drinking alcohol, too. She wants us to find more love and laughter in life. Further, be a good listener. Get a load of this. She says, listening without love is an empty sound, but listening with love is understanding. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg
1: Popchak. Men in general, and fathers in particular, put a tremendous amount of pressure on ourselves. We know that we're meant to lead our wife and children to God, however many of us weren't raised in homes where this mission was modeled for us. We intuitively know we don't have the first idea how to become the men God wants us to be, or how to lead our families to Christ, and it terrifies us. Unfortunately, we often try to cover our ignorance and the fear of our incompetence by setting ourselves up as angry part-time bacon deities of our household, commanding obedience from everyone around us. But if we fall prey to this temptation, any rebellion we experience on the part of our kids isn't defiance against us. It's actually obedience to the impulse God has created in every one of his children to resist bowing down to any God but him. To learn more about commanding healthy authority as a father, check out my book, *Bedatitudes: Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit CatholicCounselors.com.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Carrying Your Cross, as we talk about those persistent problems in our life or relationships they they can be big they can be small but you know they if they stick around they wear you down and we want to help you identify the path to discover the resurrection that comes after the cross give us a call at 8775737825 if you or someone you care about is dealing with one of those persistent problems and you're not sure how to face it gracefully or support them in managing it well let's talk it out 877 877- 573-7825.
2: Before we take our next call, we just want to send out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family. <laughs> Clarkston Catholic Radio in Clarkston, Washington, is celebrating their eighth year with EWTN.
1: Congratulations to John Fazzari at KFUZ 103.3. From all of us at EWTN and particularly right here at More to Life. God bless you guys. And listeners, wherever you're tuning in, make sure you're supporting your local Catholic radio station with your prayers and with your financial support. Got to keep Catholic radio going strong, growing stronger every day so we can be here to support you in living a more faithful, joyful, and abundant life. Again, congratulations to KFUZ 103.3 in Clarkston, Catholic Radio in Clarkston, Washington.
2: Right now, let's talk with Tom, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oklahoma on Oklahoma Catholic Radio.
1: Hey, Tom, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today, sir?
5: Well, hi, good morning. Uh, I have a uh, kind of a persistent issue, and I think it would help if I understood the difference between enabling and helping someone. Uh, I have a specific example. Uh, We have a, uh, there was a neighbor uh, lady who was older lady who passed away uh oh a few months ago, and she has a uh kind of a mentally ill daughter and uh we have a neighbor and I the neighbor wants to keep helping uh this uh this person and uh like for example mowing their yard and uh doing things like uh like there was a, a large uh, storm and there was a lot of uh debris and uh and I wound up uh, cleaning up a lot of that because the neighbor who likes to help out needed some muscle and I guess I'm more of the muscle the okay. type person and uh anyway uh I was just kind of wondering it, it's like a, it's becoming a persistent thing where I'm I'm, where I'm having to help out a lot and the neighbor uh who is a Christian you know says that they're just showing the love of Jesus to the mm-hmm. person yeah. and and I'm just kind of wondering the difference between that and uh, enabling a situation where uh, the person who's responsible for this old older lady's house that passed away, the daughter, she is not not doing anything.
1: Okay, so, well, so so let, let's let there are actually three things. So there's 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 kind of helping, enabling, and then and there's also discerning. Um, you know, because sometimes. Uh, you know just because something is a good thing to do doesn 't necessarily mean that you 're capable of doing that good thing so let 's
2: and I think I just want to point to that if people are saying, "Oh well, that just seems so modern it doesn 't because w- during the start of Christian communities of Christianity and the communities that formed around them, they very much lived sharing everything, working for each other 's good, doing all that. but then we hit the scripture that says, "Those who do not work shall not eat now." That was not meant to say, if you have a physical or, or some other handicap and you cannot work, then you're not allowed to eat. No, of course not. Christians created hospitals. Christians created all sorts of all services to help military. one another if one truly couldn't. So in terms of living as a good Christian person, yeah, we are called to all work together. Additionally, helping this this situation and keeping that yard cleaned up and taken care of is good for your whole neighborhood and good for your property values. Those are all elements to bring to the discernment of, are you working for the greater good of the situation in this by doing these very obvious tasks?
1: So but to respond to your specific question, the difference between enabling and helping is that helping, generally speaking, um, ennobles the person. It enables them to use to use their gifts more effectively to deal with their problems um, Right. Uh, so when you're in, when you're helping somebody, uh, for instance, uh, you know, you you might give somebody a ride to the, the their, well, their therapy appointment or you might, um, you know, give somebody enough. Uh, you, you, uh, they're working really hard, but they're not able to meet their expenses, you know, even though they're really working at their at their best to do the thing. And you provide some uh, some assistance to make up the difference while they figure out a plan to uh, address the problem long term. Um, you know, you you sit down with somebody and you help them figure out a budget. You know th- those kinds of things, those those types of help that enable them to to ultimately manage the situation more effectively for themselves. Enabling uh, in general, tends to be about uh, facilitating the destruction of another person. You know, you, we mean well, but we keep the things we do keep giving the other person a way to destroy themselves. Uh, now, you know, in this situation, you know you're, you're saying that the person who lives in the house really can't take care of the property. And the daughter isn't really doing anything. And so you, I guess you're asking, are you enabling the daughter? Well, I mean, I, I do think it is generous and, and charitable to, to help out with the, the household stuff. I mean, it's not her, it's not your neighbor's fault that her daughter isn't helping. Uh, and you're, you know, you're not enabling the neighbor to be, you know, unhealthy. She's just, just that's where she is. And frankly, if you don't take care of it, you, like Lisa pointed out, it's just going to, to, to just just degrade your whole neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. Um, that said, the the other question I want to put out there is, you know, um, you want to make sure that any any help that we provide to other people um, doesn't take us away from the primary obligations that God has given us right? So, you know, if you are helping so much that it is, for example, making you take time off of work, I realize it's a really ridiculous example, right? But if you're taking regular time off of work and it's threatening your job, well, that, that's not a good way to help somebody. If it's taking you away from your wife and your obligations to your wife and your children, and you're not able to be present to them and handle the things that they need you to do, that's not a healthy way to help. So I, I would suggest to you that in the in a case like this, it is Christian. It is charitable and generous and healthy to help uh, to the degree that you're able to fulfill your other obligations, and even if it's irritating that you that you have to do this, I, I do think that it's it's good to make some time to help. Although it's perfectly acceptable to set some boundaries with your neighbor and say, you know, look, I'm, I'm happy to help, but I need to make sure that I'm attending to these responsibilities first. And whatever I'll, energy and time I have left over, that's what I can give to the situation. So you can focus on those boundaries there, and not and not let your neighbor just sort of spiritually bullying you, bully you into doing more than you're actually capable of doing. But, but I would really ask you to, to take that to prayer and say, you know, how can I be generous in this situation and charitable in this situation in a way that does actually respect my responsibilities. I don't really see you enabling here, uh, because the daughter is probably not going to come around. It's, it's just it's, I've seen that situation lots of times. So you're not you're not actually facilitating any degradation in the situation, and and the person who lives in the house isn't capable of doing more. So the well, it's help just that you're an providing, act of charity, yeah, charity which help, is
2: your Christian yeah, duty. The
1: help yeah. that you're providing is good. Yeah, the, the, but but again, you are you have every right to put limits on that charity to the degree that. You, you have a primary obligation to the jobs God gave you to do, taking care of your wife, taking care of your kids, doing the work that God enabled you to do, and not threatening that by how much you're helping other people. All right, Tom, thanks so much for the call. And if there's more we can do for you, don't hesitate to give us a holler. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825.
2: Let's talk now with Vera, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ontario, Canada, on the EWTN app.
1: Hi, Vera. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out?
3: Oh, thanks for uh, taking my call. Sure. Um, I actually wasn't going to call, but um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's about a bigger issue, but also smaller ones in, in general. Um, how is it? I mean, we're all called to um, pray for people, and God has divine mercy. And if a person receives forgiveness through divine mercy, then they've received God's mercy. But they've still hurt you. So my first question was—and I'm not going to give you an example because it's really just a a tag question— But how would you deal with the hurt that's still going to be there for you? And the other part, which is more important to me, is that uh, I'm 58 and I'm a retired psychiatrist of all things. Um, But when I was seven, for 14 years, I was sexually abused. And um, and then. Well, at nineteen I was assaulted, which is a different issue that's been dealt with. But I got psychiatric help at that time. So I'm fifty eight and I was nineteen at the time. And then a little bit later I got a few years later I got some more help. But since about the mid nineties I I haven't gotten anything because I know that's what Doctor Potrik's gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I, I have tried to um, offer the pain up because this causes me a great deal of pain, sure. but it's,
1: it's ruined my ask, life. Can I ask what stopped you from seeking ongoing help? Oh, oh, what stopped me from speaking to uh, you? No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no I'm sorry. I no, said, no, what's, no. what has stopped you from seeking ongoing help? Like you said, you haven't gotten any additional. Oh, it's support, not. You know. it's,
3: I live in Canada,
1: uh-huh. and it's just it's just <laughs> hard to we, get we access. We really
3: don't have a lot of services up here. Oh,
1: I see. But right. okay.
3: um, but um, so I've tried. <sighs> this has destroyed my life. Now this yeah. person died in 2015. I don't hate him. I've never hated him. Yeah. But I have a up. Ter- I can't forgive him. I'm
1: sorry
3: oh, but, but I can't forgive him. No, no, I understand. And um I he's, he's I I can't I couldn't even have a normal marriage. I mean, I was with somebody for twenty two years. That wasn't my fault, that was his fault because he was married to everybody else. Hmm. But nonetheless, it was difficult for me impossible in fact, for me to have a normal intimate relationship.
1: So let's and even
3: now I, I it's like I keep to myself. I don't want to be necessarily around other people. I just okay. I don't have to do with this anymore. I, right. I don't. And-
1: well, no, no, I, I hear you, and, and and I mean it's a big issue, right? And there's a, there's a lot here to unpack, and I, I apologize for for jumping in, but but let me let me respond to, to the two questions that you're asking. Cause I because mean, I think they're they're related to each other, right? So first, when it talk when we talk about God's mercy and we talk about forgiveness that, that doesn't mean that it's that, that what the other person did is okay. It doesn't mean that we can't be angry about what those what the person did it doesn't mean that we can't want justice for them. Um, you know the, 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 the difference here is that forgiveness means that I don't want I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt that person for having hurt me. you know Saint. Augustine talks about uh, forgiveness being the surrendering of our natural desire for revenge. You know, and as you said, you you don't, you don't hate the person, you don't want bad things to happen to them, you, you just, but when you say you can't forgive them, what I think you mean by that is that you can't say what they did was okay, or that it's over with. You can't excuse it,
2: and you can't anymore deny that you are in so much pain that you need to work through this to heal some of it, or all of it if it's possible. The good the news is, the good
1: news is, does, God doesn't ask you to do that. In fact, in the Catechism it says, we, we, it, is, it is beyond our ability to not feel or forget an offense. In other words, you know, we can't not feel or, or forget an offense. We can allow God to transform how we experience that offense uh, through prayer and, and by bringing that pain to God. And so, that's, so I want to encourage you to do that. But that said, you know, as saying you know, that, that I want that person even, you know, even to be held accountable by God for what they did, even though they've passed on. You know, I want to know that that person is uh, being held accountable. That doesn't mean you're sending them to hell. It means that you're, you're asking them to, 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 to do the healing. That God needs to do in that in, in in that person's life and in yours, so that leads to the second question here. You know, um, I do understand that uh, you know that, that you're saying that there are not the kind of resources that you that you wish there were, um, but I do think that in 30 years, you, you could have found something. I think there's a bigger part of you here that that is avoiding dealing with the pain.
0: And is it so oh, painful. it's so painful? I
1: don't blame you for it you know I, but but uh, but that i think that's really what, a lot of what's going on and i think you know it as a psychiatrist uh, that 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 you know this is the your approach of avoidance um is completely understandable completely human completely natural uh, but but not what god is calling you to and so i really want you to look at at getting help for the pain that you're in um if, and and so whether whether that's and there there's you know there's all kinds of different help you know from clinical mental health help in your area, to you know spiritual direction to pastoral counseling, which really will help you pursue the life that God wants you to have, the, to, to to really start living out that Catholic vision of of, of the person and, and of your life, and um, you know so if you're interested in, in working on these kinds of things, this is the sort of thing that we can help you with through through catholiccounselors.com, where we really focus on living a more abundant life in the face of whatever circumstances and pain we're experiencing. And and what I'd like you to pursue, and we talk about this in my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, is looking for little ways to increase your experience of meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue. Meaningfulness refers to using your gifts and talents in ways that enable you to make a positive difference in your life in your circumstances and the lives of those around you. Intimacy means working to make your relationships healthier, deeper, safer, appropriate, and that's one of the areas where you're going to get most hung up. But it's important because we're created for communion. Uh, and, and working to heal the wounds that prevent you from having that communion in, in whatever way you're capable of is a really important part of this healing process. And virtue, uh, which is using whatever life throws at us as an opportunity for growing in all the qualities that help us live a more abundant life, right? Rather than seeing suffering as just something that I have to struggle through or white knuckle my way through or avoid. Um, I see it as an opportunity to become more of that godly, healthy, whole, holy person that he created me to be. So uh, we talk more about that in The Life God Wants You to Have, and I'd encourage you to check that out if you're looking for a plan for the next steps. But I do want to challenge you, Vera, and I I think that that the Holy Spirit is challenging you by by making you call in today or inspiring you to call in today. You chose it. Um, But that there is healing. Uh, And if if we can help you with that, I I really encourage you to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about our pastoral telecounseling practice. But either way, whether you do that or not, the path that I just sort of outlined is that path to healing. Uh, And also, be, be clear about what forgiveness really requires. It doesn't require you to say everything's okay and that you're not still hurting and you don't want justice. It just requires you to surrender your natural desire to hurt the person who hurt you. And you've done that. You have forgiven. Now let's talk about how to heal the pain that still exists thanks so much for the call and we have to go to break but as we head out it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from romans chapter 8 verse 37
2: in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor death depth Nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord.
1: I want to highlight something in this verse, okay? Because when we read this, our natural reaction to it is to say, when bad things happen, God looks at us warmly and affectionately and pats us on the head. (laughs) Right? We we all do, right? I mean, because we have this idea that, okay, when it says nothing will separate us from the love of God, I'm going through this horrible thing, and God is looking at me warmly. What good is that?
2: Yeah, or we say, (laughs) yeah, right. I feel a million, zillion miles away from God's love right That is not
1: what this verse means. You know, what is love? Love is working for the good of the other person, right? God is always committed to working for our good. So what we need to take to the bank is when we're going through all these horrible things, God is, we are not separated from God's intention to work for our good and the good of this situation. And we need to keep bringing that situation to God and asking him to teach us how to respond to it in a way that will allow him to do that work in our lives so that we can use whatever we're going through, good, bad, or indifferent, to become more of the person he created us to be, that whole, healed, godly, grace-filled person, because nothing that is happening to us can separate us from that plan that God has to love us into wholeness again. We're going to come back from our break. We're continuing to take your calls about dealing with those persistent problems in your life or relationships. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Back in a minute
0: the most original and exclusive catholic content is on ewtn radio
3: i'm continually amazed and humbled at the way god can work through me to help so many people although i have no idea what the caller's questions will be that day i trust that the holy spirit can use my education and experience to guide challenge or comfort those who call mast appeal with colleen kelly mast saturday morning nine eastern
2: on ewtn radio as a Catholic mom, I know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Lisa Popchek from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's Catholic H-O-M dot com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting Catholic parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert help with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to personalized expert support, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along and love the Lord downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, and a supportive community and tons of other benefits, like my Momfidence podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic home community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there.
0: Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot?
2: Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body?
1: Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa. And on Twitter and Instagram, at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on more to life
2: on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popjack.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Carrying Your Cross, as we talk about those persistent problems that kind of wear us down. How do we deal gracefully? Let's
2: talk now with Kayla, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Colorado.
1: Kayla, welcome to More to Life. What's your question for us?
2: Well,
1: Yes, Kayla, what can we do for you? Oh, sorry, I couldn't hear you very well.
3: Um, yeah, I was calling just, I've been dealing with infertility. Um Sorry. Oh, ten so sorry okay, yeah, and I just I don't know how to deal with this constant state of grief um
1: how are you dealing with it? I what see. are you doing
3: <laughs> Just day by day,
1: but what does that mean i mean you're you're going um, through it, but how are you dealing with it? I
3: guess
0: I'm really not,
1: okay, fair. All right, and and so so, uh, and and where's your husband at with it? Are you are you guys in the same place? Or do you guys you feel like you're not in the same place? What's what's going on there?
3: No, we're we're definitely in the same place. He wants this as much as I do. Um,
1: how how are you? Are you guys praying about it, and how?
3: We do we do pray about it. Um,
1: in what way? How?
3: Several novenas. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I've asked God that if this desire is not from Him, to take it away. it's something that we want so badly but it's still there right and it's still there
1: okay so let me I and I've only got two minutes before they play us out so otherwise I'd take a little bit more time so I apologize I I don't mean to be insensitive but I just want to give you something here before that they make us leave Um, so first of all my heart goes out to you I'm so sorry that you and your husband are dealing with this and it is extraordinarily painful I want to, I want to, you're doing a great thing by bringing that to God and praying about it. I want to suggest some, some ways to continue to pray about it, to really discover what God's calling you to next though. Okay. Um, I, 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 you know, you're doing the right thing by, by giving that desire to him. But if that desire persists, then what that does mean is that he has a plan for you. If he doesn't, you know, and we ha- and, and that's very, I know that's easy for me to say. Okay. But whenever I've been in the situation in my life.
2: And we, and we went through some very difficult times with infertility. So we're not just being, you know, laissez faire about this. yeah, uh,
1: and, and, and other things too, right? You know, but, but so, you know, what you give it to God and if it stays there, it means he has a plan for it. Okay. Now, I don't know what that plan is and neither do you. And that's where, that's where the prayer needs to go next. It's like, Lord, we've given it to you the desire is still there. It doesn't get any easier. Show us how you want us to respond to that desire. What do you want us to do to discover your plan for fulfilling this ache in my heart? And and, and Kayla, you know, surrendering to God means being open to all the ways that God might want to fulfill that desire. I'm not going to suggest any specific ways. I'm just going to say that you need to bring that to God and say, this ache in my heart, this burning desire in my heart isn't going away the more we give it to you, Lord. Show us how to respond to that desire in a way that fulfills it truly, not just in some abstract way, not just in the next life, but but here and now. Show me what your plan is every day and teach us how to respond to this desire in a way that will glorify you, draw us closer to each other and to you. Help us be our best selves. And as you discern that, he's going to show you step-by-step step what to do next. But you have to give that part to him. To discern more, I, I really encourage you to check out The Life God Wants You to Have. It's available at CatholicCounselors.com. We'll put you on our prayer list, too. Thanks so much for the call. You've
4: been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and
2: Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.